This is Off the Red Carpet with George Pinocchio, sponsored by Mercedes-Benz. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Off the Red Carpet. I'm George Pinocchio, and joining us today is a man who has been working in television and on the stage and in the movies for a long time, but on television now for 35 years. He's on one of the biggest hits right now on ABC. It's been a big hit for as long as it's been on. The show is Grey's Anatomy. The guest is James Pickens Jr. And welcome and thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, George. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's begin 35 years ago when you made that debut on television in 1984. Did you know that this was going to be a great home for you all these years later? Oh, but you know, uh, I had no clue, to be honest with you, George. <laughs> I really didn't. I never intended on being an actor. That was something that was so foreign to me. But uh, as fate would have it, uh, the, the, the acting gods got a hold of me. And um, back all those years ago um, uh, in New York on the, on the stage, and, and my first equity show was one that it turns out to win the Pulitzer Prize, and I was in a <laughs> I was in the cast along with uh, Denzel Washington and Samuel L. when we were kind of getting our start and stuff. And to, to come here now and 15 seasons into Grey's Anatomy it's uh, and all the movies and TV shows and guest stars in between. It's been quite a ride. It's just uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Who had the most confidence back then, you, Denzel, or Samuel? All three of us. <laughs> All three of us. <laughs> I think it's great now to see, for instance, Samuel L. Jackson's wife on stage oh, doing so yeah, well. We're gonna Tan- see her. Yeah, Tanya we're gonna, Richardson. Yeah, we're going to be in New York, so we plan to see her at Killer Mockingbird. Yeah. yeah. So your life still, every time you go back to New York, that's where it all started for you, isn't it? You have oh, to yeah. see a play. I have to see at least a couple plays while I'm there. That's where my heart blood is, and uh, I always love the theater. And, uh, I, I've been trying to get back. Our, our window in terms of hiatus was just too short. But uh, I, I, I do want, really want to get back there and, and do that. So when it comes to Grey's Anatomy, playing mm-hmm. Dr. Richard Weber, we were talking about this before we started taping this. But this is a man who came in as one guy. Yeah. And over the course of all these seasons, we've seen him evolve for the good and for the bad. We've seen him struggle and succeed. Yeah. Do you feel like you almost are playing a different character every couple of seasons? Well, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm playing a character who is who is complete. Uh, and, and he's 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 wholly human. Uh, and I think that's the thing that's been so uh, attractive about playing. And we have watched him kind of traverse this, these murky waters that are life. Uh, and we've watched him be a mentor and, and a brilliant surgeon. We've watched him be a father figure. But we've also seen him be a man who had faults and who, who would stumble. And uh, but managed at the end of the day to kind of brush himself off and write himself and, and refocus and understand that this is what his life is. And, and how can I make the best of it? And how can I be a testimony about the, this incredible show and, and, and all these incredible characters? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the best mm-hmm. television helps people yeah. in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So one of your character's flaws, if you want to use the word flaw, and I don't yeah. know if that's the right word, mm-hmm. is alcoholism. Sure. And we've seen it this season as yeah. well. Yeah. Have people come up to you who have been recovering themselves to say thank you so much for the way that you've portrayed this? I get it all the time. I get it all the time, George. I, I, and, and my background, uh, uh, my, my dad suffered and, and battled with alcoholism for, for a good deal of his life. Uh, uh, not to go into too, too much, but after my mom had passed. And I watched how he really struggled to try and, and, and best it 
and, and, and he wasn't really able to before he, he passed on. But so I understood what that battle was. But I do get folks even today who come up to me and say, you know, I remember that episode. I want to thank you for, for showcasing it and, and, and help me in, in some fashion or stuff. And, and that that's what makes you feel good. And, and we, we, we kind of give the arts and especially acting a, a kind of bad rap. We, we can change lives and we can make a, a difference uh, if it's done in a way that, that is positive and stuff. The show has a great mm-hmm. way of making you pick sides yeah. on how you feel about an issue, medically, yeah. Yeah. ethically. Yeah, do absolutely. you do that yourselves, just behind the scenes, talking about, well, I'd do this? Yeah, well, of course. I mean, uh, obviously the incredible Shonda Rhimes, uh, who, who created the show and had this vision, uh, wanted to see a world that was was inclusive, not just in terms of culturally or uh, uh, but also in terms of how we deal with the world and ourselves. And yeah, we just had a, an incredible episode that was dealing with sexual assault that has been has gotten an incredible response and has has caused people to start that dialogue with not only with others but within in, within themselves. Uh, we, we've we've dealt with gender identity and 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 all these things, and and I think it's just made the show a lot more relevant and a lot closer to folks in a way. And, and you can only say that because of the incredible writing, but also the performances. And you say performances and a lot of times there are guest stars that you don't expect you might see on Grey's Anatomy and they pop up in an emergency room. We've had some incredible, (laughs) I mean, we've had Faye Dunaway who came on as as a surgeon. We've had Lainey Kazan. We've had Roseanne Arquette. Ed, the great Ed Herman. Uh, We've had uh, oh my gosh, it, it's been so many over the years. It's just uh, they, they've wanted to come and, and do the show and uh, to say, wow, we're, they're here because they like what we do. It's been, it's been pretty incredible. Yeah. Let's go back to some of your earlier work just briefly because you look at your resume and it's never ending, but <laughs> you did more than 20 episodes of The X-Files. You did 10 episodes of the original Beverly Hills 90210, <laughs> 15 episodes of The Practice, and you played a detective there. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in your career, you've played a detective more than a time or two. I've played a detective quite a few times. Why yeah. do you think people said, get Pickens, yeah, he'd well. be perfect for that? I, you know, George, I don't know. I guess I kind of look like a cop or something. I don't, you know, I got to look like and say, hey, pull over or something. But it's been, uh, yeah, that that authoritative kind of uh, demeanor, I guess, translates well to that kind of character and that kind of authority. And that's been good. I, I mean, they, they haven't been cliche roles, to say the least. And so that's been a, that's been the fun part. When you smile, you look like the friendliest man in the world. <laughs> but on TV, I've seen that stern look. Oh, yeah. And that's the I wouldn't mess with James Pickens yeah, look. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while they call for me to do that one. So uh, I can call it up when I need it. <laughs> this is a selfish question and one that my producer will say, no, George. But back in 1983 you did an episode of Murder She Wrote yeah I love Angela Lansbury I've seen every episode of Murder She Wrote more than once was it a good experience she was amazing I have to tell you she was so gracious and she was what Hollywood was she was she remembered everyone's name 
cast and crew, she would go by and say so-and-so, hey, George, hey, George, hey, Jim, are you having a good time? So gracious and so professional. Um, it was a really a great experience working with her, yeah. That makes me love her even more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've had a film career as well, yeah. and I was looking at some of your credits, and I remember flying to New York to do interviews for um, Ghosts of Mississippi sure, back in 1996. Sure. You played Medgar Evers, sure. so you have this... Um, role that is steeped in in history now yeah. that yeah. I think people can still talk about. I don't remember if I talked to you for that movie or not. Yeah. I don't remember if it was a big role or a small role. Yeah, well, I'm thinking it was pretty good size. Yeah, well, I, obviously, you know, I, I played Medgar Evers, and, and the film basically was about reopening his murder case. And, and just a really so- quick sidebar, and it shows you how life works and how cathartic this film was for me. I didn't find out till later after the film had screened, I got a call from my cousin who lives in Mississippi, who and whose father was a very prominent pastor. And it turned out, and he said, I don't think you know this, he said, but the night that Medgar Evers was assassinated, he was at our home. Wow. He had been at our home. He was friends with my father and said, we begged him not to go home, to stay the night and at least wait until the morning. But he always wanted to go home. Uh, he never wanted to be away from his family. He left my cousin's home and he was killed. That movie was 23 years ago and it's still oh, with yeah. you like it was yesterday, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It? It, was, it, was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was chilling for me. Yeah. It was chilling to watch. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. We used to drive past when I had a driver who would take me to locations. And at that time, Byron Della Beckwith was still alive, who, who murdered uh, Medgar Evers. They had him in the basement of the jail in Jackson, Mississippi. And you drive past and you could hear him yelling. and crazy. He was mad as a hatter at this point. He was well in his 80s then. And uh, I would ask the driver, who that? Who is, who, what's going on? They say, well, that's old. They call him Delay. That's Delay. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but it was it was pretty a pretty amazing experience for me. You have a daughter who does what you do for a living. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, uh, I does do. that make you the proudest dad in the world or the <laughs> the the worried most worried father of the year? Well, I think a, a a little of both. Obviously this this profession that we've chosen is is not an easy one. Uh you you better really know that this is what you want to do and and not do it for the wrong reasons. Uh my daughter is extremely talented. She went to Hamilton High and was part of the the music program there. Uh, she's an incredible singer and actress and she started out as a dancer and she wanted to try her hand at, at working in New York and, and she's making her way. She she does some regional stuff there and and she she's she's plying her trade and in between acting gigs she's uh she started and created this wonderful blog that's been getting a lot of a lot of response for her and, and it's a, it has a really heavy fashion component so she's gotten a lot of uh she's formed a lot of relationships with uh Lane Bryant and Coles and and uh, Al May Cosmetics and stuff have have reached out to her and so she's in in this way she stays invested and then not just kind of for lack of a better term sitting waiting for the phone to ring and yeah. what's her name and what's the name of the blog okay her name is Gavin she goes by Gavin Taylor that's her middle name it's Gavin Taylor Pickens but her blog is Gavin Taylor and it's called the curvy cutie 
dot com. That's her. <laughs> that's her blog. I like it. Yeah. You know what else I like yeah. is that you know how important this part of her life is. That oh, things don't need to be handed to her. Right. She needs to earn them and want them and feel them and need them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think she was very adamant in that. She 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 wanted to to say I can do this on my own, Dad. And I said, Hey, I know you can. And so I'm I'm very very proud of it. Yeah. A lot of the actors and actresses that I've met over time get great joy when they find themselves doing something in the charity world mm-hmm. that makes them feel great and they know is important to the people who come to their event. Sure. So we're going to talk about that now because this is yeah. a big part of your life and yeah. it's the James Pickens Jr. annual charity roping mm-hmm. and it's going to be Tuesday, April 23rd if you're watch- listening now. Otherwise it's past, you go next year. Mm-hmm. And it's in Clovis, California, which yeah. is near Fresno. Mm-hmm. And you've been involved with this now for 10 years yeah, this is our 10th anniversary uh we started this thing because we my wife and i wanted to do a little something more than just write a check we've been involved in charities for quite a few years and that's fine but i wanted to do something that i felt a little more invested in instead of just writing one and handing it some, some to somebody and so uh, i have had this love for the western lifestyle for most of my life uh, obviously a kid growing up in cleveland of all places but <laughs> that's a whole nother story but uh, i've always had this love and, and infatuation with the western lifestyle and the, the, its genuineness and 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 its part that's been played in in the history of our country and so um uh i was able um to to call in some favors over the years on my being involved with folks at the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. And uh, I said, you know, I want to do a little something. Else. I said, why don't you put on a, a team roping thing? And I, 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 that's been one of my hobbies as, as, as been a team roper. And so 10 years ago, we started up in the, the historic Tejon Ranch, uh, right about an hour north of uh, Los Angeles. And uh, it's grown ever, you know, Yearly, and then right around five years ago, we were approached by the Clovis Rodeo Committee to uh, to come up there, and uh, they thought it would be a really good fit. It, it 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 fits right into what they call the West Coast swing, where all the big rodeos happen on the West Coast, and Oakdale and Red Bluff and Lakeside, and so we were able to position ourselves kind of right in the middle of that and take advantage of those cowboys that be on the side of the world, and it's been really a great partnership. I think it's important to say that mm. you've made this a priority that you can go to your event and it's free. So you don't have to have a lot of money to have a lot of fun. No, we just want to go and have a good time. And, you know, we, we, all our proceeds go to our charities uh, after we pay our bills. And uh, there's two wonderful um, organizations that we've been supporting for these past 10 years, uh, Hands for Hope, which is a wonderful after-school program that started by a woman, an uh, incredible woman named Lydia Floyd, uh, and it provides after-school uh, facilities for kids and that kind of really kind of crazy age group between like 8 and 18 uh, and gives them a safe place to come and do homework and uh, they'll get a meal They, her husband who is a musician set up a, a studio that they can learn they can go and learn how to do music and engineering and then the other one is uh, uh, called Camp Giddy Up which was founded by a mutual friend of ours Glenn Terman and his lovely wife Joanne they started almost 25 years ago as a weekend summer western style camp for disenfranchised and underserved kids 
uh, and they for free they bring him up to his ranch, which is about an hour outside of Los Angeles, and they experience riding horses and and hiking and campfires and and learning archery and horseshoes and learning a, a a way of life that's not quite as complicated. A lot of these kids have never been north of Wilshire Boulevard, wow. so it's um it's been pretty incredible. And sometimes in mm. the course of our careers. We've heard people talk about a program mm-hmm. that changed their life and put yeah. them on the right path when they could have easily gone the wrong way. Yeah. And now you're doing that with your life. I wonder how many kids you've already helped. Well, we hope if we just help one, we've, we, we've, we've done, I think, our job. And uh, I've been so blessed in my career and my wife and I. And, uh, I think there's an adage, uh, too much that is given as much as required. And well, so that's where we are. Speaking of giving, mm-hmm. org or jamespickensjuniorfoundationroping.com. Right. And I'm sure there's a place yes. where if people have listened to this interview and love what you're doing for these kids, there's a place to donate? Yeah. They can go on our Instagram page or our Facebook page. It's the same thing, James Pickens Jr. Foundation Roping. Uh, the, the Instagram page is there or the Facebook, and they can go there and they can see how they could come donate what does it feel like emotionally for you every time you get onto a horse it's a different it's a different kind of world obviously you know george i'm being in, in this industry it, it is crazy and our, our hours are, are crazy and the lifestyle uh that may seem glamorous to those on the outside but it's 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 a lot to it so to have a chance to get outside and just get horseback and if nothing else just ride down the trail and be outside and experience uh, open air and and kind of let your mind just kind of drift and it, it's almost kind of like a church for me and uh, it's it's uh, it's hard to explain I think uh, there was an old adage somebody say uh, the 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 best of an inside of a man is the outside of a horse and and that's the way I feel and it just kind of re-energizes you and and lets you know what's really important. So I would love to take credit for this next question. But as an assignment for our intern, Uh our producer said, I want you to look up James Pickens Jr., find some things out about him, Uh come up with some questions. And she came up with this question. Her name is Grace Haba. Uh Um, Quarter horses are known for being muscular and strong on the exterior, but have gentle temperaments. In what ways do you think Richard Weber, the doctor you play mm-hmm. on Grey's Anatomy, is similar to a quarter horse? Oh wow! What a great, what a great question. Well, I think obviously the I don't know about the the muscles and the strength anymore on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Those have kind of gone she, south. She suggested your yes, character can be tough her. and stern at uh, times, yeah. but inside you've gone through. But yeah, yeah. I, I I think the 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 inside part. Yeah, quarter horses are very gentle. They're very good minded horses. And I think Richard, yeah, there is an exterior part of him. And I, I don't know if it's so much as stern as it is that he wants the best, especially when he's talking about his interns or those people who are close to him that uh, he feels can kind of step it up sometimes. But I think he is probably, of all the casts, uh, he was the one who was probably the most vulnerable to his own emotions. And I think he just wants the best for them. He, they, they, they touch places sometimes that um, reminds him of his own journey. 
And so he can relate to them. And, I, yeah, I think that's the part that uh, probably is most like that horse. Uh, you can get on him and you can make a mistake on a quarter horse and come back and he forgives you and you can try it again. It's like a black boy, you erase it and you can do it. <laughs> so, and, and Richard's kind of that way. Yeah, okay, you messed up, but come back again. What did you learn from it? I'm with you. We'll take this ride together. You are dressed in full Western attire right now. <laughs> yeah. You've got a Western wallet, a Western checkbook. Yeah. Has has James Pickens Jr. ever tried to sneak a little Western attire onto Grey's Anatomy? You know what? This lifestyle is so <laughs> foreign to 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 the Richard Weber. I'll 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 wear something, you know, on, on the set every once in a while before I get my costume on. But it's you know it's really far and in between that I do. That's that life is is separate from Grey's, and and I like it that way. I've spoken mm-hmm. to you for more than, I think, 20 years, yeah, least, usually yeah. a couple questions at a time when we're standing up on a red carpet. carpet right. It's been really lovely to Thank talk you. to you Thank this you. way, sitting down you, and learning more of your story and what you're doing for yeah. so many kids, which I think is so important. So if you're out there listening, you can always watch Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. Thursday nights on ABC. Mm-hmm. April 23rd, 2019 mm-hmm. is the date for the James Pickens Jr. Annual Charity Roping in Clovis, California, near Fresno. If you're listening past April 23rd, he will be back for an 11th year. There we go. If mm-hmm. you'd like to learn more, go to James Pickens Jr. Foundation Roping.org or .com. Mm-hmm. You can even give them a donation if you'd like to mm-hmm. um, help the kids just like um, James and his wife do. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us for Off the Red Carpet. I've been a big fan for years. Thank I will right continue to you. be so. Thank hey, thanks everyone for listening and we'll we'll talk again.